Hey, everybody, this is Think Global, where we like to say the world is our home, where strangers become friends and friends become family. And we believe that because uh, I don't know about you, John, but I've experienced that. Yes, we you? have. Yeah. It's actually fun. I think we're really talking about that a lot today. Yeah. That should be that should be fun. That's right. And uh, anyway, it's it's the fall season here in this part of the world, and leaves are quickly turning a different color. Some of it beautiful, um, and they're falling rapidly. Winter. Some of it beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Well, some of it's brown, you know. It's just oh. like dying, but the colors are beautiful. Um, we're glad for that, but it, winter is at our doorstep. Oh, that's a scary thought, but I'm enjoying fall as it is right now. That's right. Take your time. In Colorado, maybe in other places, there's a term called leaf peeping. Yes. Everywhere. Like peeping. Yes. Like leaf peeping, but yeah. peeping. Yeah. Anyway. Went leaf peeping yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, Kenosha Pass, which yes. is about two hours from where we live. Fantastic. It's beautiful. That's a lot of fun. Beautiful. Yeah, this time of the year is beautiful. Good time to get outside and enjoy the cool, crisp air. And we had that here this morning. Anyway, uh, we are uh, continuing a series. Uh, John, tell us where we are, what we've done. Yeah, so we've been talking about a series of going beyond expectations. And uh, it's been a really fun series as we've talked about um, uh, generosity and optimism going beyond our cultural expectations or just our own expectations of ourselves um, and trying to just better ourselves. But as we do it, we look around the world and see how do these things play out globally? What does generosity look like yeah. globally? What does optimism look like globally? You can go back and listen to those podcasts if you want. But today we're talking about hospitality. Which I love. Yes, me I too. I love this subject. Me yeah. too. I'm excited to hear your thoughts yeah. on it. All right. We're going to chat about it, um, and our team has done some research again, and we're grateful for that. And one of the things they looked into was hospitality around the world. And there is an index out there. It is called the Ease of Setting Index, and they measure it in different categories, sort of uh, like culture and welcome, local friendliness, and the ease of finding friends, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And um, I don't know, John, uh, I don't think I was totally surprised because some of these places we have traveled to, and uh, they are very hospitable. And right. the top 10 were Mexico, Indonesia, Philippines, Brazil, Oman, which a lot of people would say, oh man, where is Oman? <laughs> um, and it is. Uh, it's in the peninsula, the Arabian Peninsula. It's one of the top 10. Taiwan, Portugal, Kenya, Vietnam, and Spain. Yeah. There you go. Yep. The top 10 most hospitable countries in the world. And I think I would agree with that list. I mean, having been to, gosh, a good all, portion. All but one of these places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hospitable right. places. And we've always walked away from these places and said, wow, those are some friendly people. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just strikes me too that probably in every person's mind right now, they could probably, maybe not the top 10, but they could actually capture the top five most hospitable experiences they've ever had in life, whether yeah. it be in a person's home mm -hmm. or in a restaurant or a setting where they were casually with other people and they just felt welcomed mm -hmm. they felt at home and now, that's what hospitality is yeah and i think that's what crosses cultural boundaries is everybody wants to feel that sense of belonging right in that sense of i'm welcome here yeah uh, regardless of where you are or where you're from 
everybody resonates with that feeling. Right. From my experience. Right. Um, I, I Maybe there's a culture out there that doesn't care for hospitality, but I can't think of it. I <laughs> doubt it because I think that's human nature. Right? right. I think that's the way we were made. We were created that way to, to want to belong. Right. And to give a sense of belonging to others. That's just, that's nature. What the problem is, uh, selfishness gets in the way. So, right. you know, then it's all about me, not about you. And so hospitality, I think, is at the core of who we are. Right. And uh, we welcome kids into our families. We welcome uh, strangers into our neighborhoods. We bring people into our homes. So hospitality really is a key part of the fabric of being human. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's right. what Actually, that's what sets us apart from all the rest of creation is mm-hmm. that we, we do love that sense of hospitality. Right. All right. Airbnb did a study. John, tell us a little bit about the study that Airbnb did. Yeah, they looked into their most hospitable hosts and uh, what set those hosts apart from other hosts. And one of them said, I try to treat my guests like family. Cleanliness is a top priority for me. I want my guests to have a perfect experience. So I try to make sure I'm always available if my guests need any assistance. Yeah. So I don't know if our listeners have ever stayed in Airbnb. Many people have. I know you have. I have. But... Um, you never meet the guest. Right. Like they, they just come in, they get the key from a right. lockbox right. or a code on the door. You never meet them. Right. So to have that mentality of hospitality w- without ever meeting that person face to face, that's pretty hard to do. And that's commendable because they want them to feel like family, though they never meet them. Yes. Uh, and that's a big deal because yeah. when you walk in as a guest, it's nice to feel at home. Yeah. And those little extra touches go a long way. Yeah. So even Airbnb, like, you know, they're in that in- industry, the hospitality industry, of right. course, they're going to ask the question, how can we be more hospitable? Right. And I, well, I loved um, this, the common theme in that study was uh, the most hospitable hosts were the ones who anticipated the needs of their guests. Yes. So I think that's a key to hospitality is like anticipating needs. Yes. yes. Um, not just reacting to the needs, but anticipating them. And right. I was just at an Airbnb last week and I could say that was probably one of the most hospitable experiences I've had at an Airbnb right. because it was clear the host thought about me, their guest, before I got there. Right. The things that were stocked, right. the things I found in the bathroom that were ready for me or in the kitchen that were ready. Or it just, I never, again, I never met the host. It, I could just tell these are hospitable people right. simply by the way they kept their home and prepared their home for me. Exactly. All right. So, John, recently, uh, not long ago, you recommended that I read a book, and I read it. I loved it. And the uh, the book's title, in fact, I would recommend that people read it because it's just a great read. Uh, the, the title of the book is Unreasonable Hospitality. Um, you know, and I love that, the way he puts that. Like, it's not just hospitality, but it's unreasonable it goes beyond making sense. It just, mm-hmm. it's beyond reason. And that's the kind of hospitality that really makes people feel at home. And uh, it's it's basically the story of uh, him managing um, uh, 11 Madison Park, yep. which ultimately became the number one restaurant in the world from every angle that they uh, evaluate restaurants. And it's in, uh, as you can guess, New York City. Um, but it beat all all of the restaurants around the world for all of the criteria uh, as it relates to being a great restaurant. And there's some great quotes in there. So let's talk about that yeah. so we can pass that along to those who are listening. Uh, really some good stuff there. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorites is, because um, I try to think about this in my own life, but 
Um, he says, create a culture of hospitality, which means addressing questions I've spent my career asking. Yeah. So, I, and I spent a lot of time asking myself this too. How do you make the people who work for you and the people you serve feel seen and valued? How do you give them a sense of belonging? How do you make them feel part of something bigger than themselves? That's right. I love that. That's a good, and that's a good thought about when we yeah. think about hospitality, whether it is be it be in the restaurant industry or inviting someone into your home or right. your circles of friendship. Uh, another quote that he has there that uh, you, you folks might uh, be interested in is this, luxury means giving more, mm. or that could just be wealth means giving more, or generosity means giving more. But what he describes is hospitality means being more thoughtful. Mm. Um, and sometimes being more thoughtful is a little bit more challenging than just giving or or making a luxurious setting, being thoughtful about you know who you are, who you're hosting, who you're meeting with, uh, the time you spent with people. So that was a, a good one as well. Yeah. I also love, well, this goes along with that of being thoughtful, but also hospitality is a selfish pleasure. It feels great to make other people feel good. That's right. So you got to put that effort into being thoughtful, right? not just giving them a luxurious experience, but being thoughtful, anticipating needs. But it feels really good to know that you made other people right. feel good. Right. And I would say to all of us, like, maybe it's time for us to stop thinking about ourselves and <laughs> ask the question, how can I do something for someone else? Because when we do that, it does make us feel good. It really does. Uh, and hospitality makes us feel good because we can lavish generos- uh, generosity, kindness, mm. Uh, affection, love to a person, and when they smile or when they've been touched deeply, it makes a difference, and right. it does make us feel good. Probably my favorite quote from that book, and I've jotted this off to the side here, and I remember this one, and that is this, hospitality is not what you do, but how you make people feel. Mm. So let me, uh, here's a quick story. I thought of this on the way to work this morning as I was driving here. Um, this past weekend, a colleague and I went to Chicago. Uh, we met with some friends. And, it, you know, what you always do is you meet with friends over a meal. So uh, our meals were packed with times with people. But Saturday night was an especially meaningful uh, meal. Um, the The couple that was hosting us um, decided to take us to the Capitol Grill mm. in Chicagoland area. If you've ever been to a Capitol Grill, you know, like the food is amazing. Off the charts. It's off the chart. It's uh, it's a very rich, tasty um, palate experience that is just, you know, I, I love good cuisine. And they have it. But one of the things they did was they said, we've called ahead, we've made reservations, which you have to do. And we've asked for our favorite uh, staff to serve us. Her name is Rita. Rita's from Iraq. And Rita knows hospitality. Mm. I was fascinated that one of the things they said in describing her was, she makes us feel loved. Mm. So it was not just simply the things that she does, Mm -hmm. but she makes them feel loved. And sure enough, we got there. And as we walked into the Capitol Grill, everything is, you know, like the white linens, all the nice silverware and plateware, and everything looks wonderfully beautiful. There was a, a, a section where... We saw four seats, and I immediately knew it was reserved for us mm. because in the center of the table was a arrangement of flowers created by Rita herself and placed there. And the Capitol Grill allows her to do that. Mm. And so we walked in, we sat down, and the rest of the night, um, she knew our names. 
She asked questions about us. She got to know us. And the treatment, even of the flowers, went way beyond that to the way she served us and loved us. And we walked out feeling loved and cared for. So beyond that experience, we will have long forgotten the food. Uh, We may forget Rita's name, but we won't forget how she made us Hmm. feel, which is a big deal. So I love the fact that uh, hospitality is not what you do. It's how you make people feel, and that's what we felt. We wow. felt at home right there. So that was that was a fun thing to, yeah. to experience as we were getting ready for this podcast. Right, that's perfect. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. All right, Henry Nowen. All right, give us a, a thought from him. Yeah, I mean, I think many people know the author Henry Nowen. Written a lot of a lot of books, but if you don't know, go look up Henry Nowen. Um, but he says this: hospitality means primarily the creation of free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Yeah. Hospitality is not to change people, but to offer them space where change can take place. Right. It is not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom not disturbed by dividing lines. There you go. I love that. That's right. It it, it takes away the dividing lines. Mm. It removes someone who might be at odds with us. And we become friends. Yes. We become family. So I love that. Hospitality has the power to change the hearts of people, including our heart, <laughs> right. which, which is a big deal. Yeah. All right. So let's set uh, some, uh, how do we accept, uh, exceed expectations for hospitality? We have some simple points here, which I think are good. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think intentionality goes a long way. Right. You don't need big, grand gestures all the time. And, and you know, Rita going through the time and effort at the Capitol Grill to make a custom flower arrangement for the center of the table is a beautiful gesture. Uh, but you don't even have to go that far every right. time. Just small, intentional efforts uh, go a long way. It reminds me, you know, years ago, I lived in China. And every weekend, we would invite students, uh, college students, to our apartment to just hang out, just to have right. a space. What, what college students don't have in China in particular is what we would call a third space. They have their classrooms and they have their dormitories, but they don't really have a third space where they right. can hang out. So we just try to make our apartment a third space, right. if you will. Well, there was nothing grand or amazing about it. We just try to be intentional. Uh, first of all, I made sure the place was cleaned up. That, that's not a big right. act at all. And all I bought every weekend was a two-liter bottle of Sprite, a two-liter bottle right. of Coca-Cola, right. and, a, and a fresh thing of Oreo cookies. Right. Like That's all you right. really needed. And they were happy as they could be. And my house became a warm, inviting place where they felt at home. Um, they even said that as the year went on. They said, uh, coming to your home every weekend feels like home to us. Right, right. Well, I didn't do anything special. Right. I just made an intentional space for them to let loose and be kids. Right. And that's one of the points we have here is that people care more about how you make them feel welcomed yeah. and loved. And that's really what hospitality is. It is uh, it's going that uh, extra mile intentionally, not so much by what we do. But how we make people feel, uh, how they feel loved, how they feel welcomed, mm. how they feel at home with you. And by the way, I would say this, that uh, we need to not just think of hospitality as something we do like when we have somebody into our home. But hospitality is just how we make them feel in our conversations. It's the joy of, mm. of engaging other people in their lives. Uh, real quick, let me tell you another story. You, you and I. Great story no, today. No, man. You and I were just in Portland. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, we we got together with people uh, multiple occasions, but it's easy to sit down. And um, by the end of the night, uh, the question is who do we who do we really know after the end of the night? Um, and sometimes 
our whole agenda is just to tell other people what we know about ourselves. Hmm. And, um, and we fail to ask questions. One of the great um, uh, helps that my wife is for me is that she reminds me to ask questions about people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to talk about yourself and what you do and what you've been able to do and where you've traveled and all of that. But stopping long enough to care about who they are, asking them the question about their life, um, and finding out by the end of the night more about them than what we've told them about ourselves. Mm. And so I think that's a key of just hospitality. It's how we engage in communication and in conversation with others. And so that when people walk away, it's like they cared about me. Mm. They learned about my life. They know more about me at the end of this Mm. than they did at the beginning of this. I love that you bring up that it's more than just inviting people to your home. Because this whole topic reminded me of there's a, there's a woman by the name of Sint Marshall, C-Y-N-T yes. Marshall. Cynthia is her yeah. full name. But Sint Marshall is the former uh, president of AT&T North Carolina. Yeah. And she's, do you know this story? I think I do, but okay. go for it. She's she's now the first black female CEO of an NBA basketball team. She's the mm-hmm. CEO of the, of the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And when she talks about leadership, like what are your, how do you lead your team? How do you you know, how have you risen in leadership? She said, I focus on three things. Um, when I sit down with an employee, I listen, I learn, and I love. So yeah. her three L's, listen, learn, and love. I, in other words, I shut my mouth and I, and I ask good questions and I listen to them, listen to their responses, learn from them. The posture of a leader is to say, well, I don't know everything. I want to learn from you. And then to genuinely love them, know mm-hmm. about their family, know about what's happening right. outside the office, know about what makes them tick, what gets them excited, what are they passionate about, what projects are they working on that gets right. them energized. So to listen, learn, and love from people. So in the workplace, she's showing hospitality to those that she works with by right. following those three L's right. just in her daily life. So That's right. I've really been inspired by Sint Marshall. I'm reading her book right now and Maybe we'll talk about it in a future podcast, yeah. but that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. And in fact, that's a great that, that's great for all of us. Like we need to do that. And and actually that's the spirit of hospitality. Right. Again, not necessarily in our home, um, but in our relationships and how we treat people. And I love the fact that she listens. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest things in the world for us to do when it comes to our relationships with people is just to listen to them. If you notice, and and I gotta I've got to be careful about this, is that you know, so often we are distracted when we're listening mm. and people sense that mm. they see our eyes uh, wonder. We see someone else in the room. They get our attention, not them. We try to shut down the conversation and hospitality, even in communication can be just keeping our attention focused, mm. listening well and uh, showing value to that person in that setting. Anyway, um, we probably need to land this plane. We've said a lot about this uh, talking about hospitality, um, I've got some thought for us. Uh, there's a key here uh, as we come to the conclusion. It is this. People will forget what you do. They'll forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm. And I think that's genuine hospitality. They're going to they're gonna maybe forget your name. They might forget what you exactly did, um, but people don't forget how you made them feel. Mm. And I think as I think about landing this plane, uh, there, there are some, um, some basic thoughts I have here. So it's like the, so what, like, um, you know, so what let's be hospitable, but we can be intentional in our hospitality 
uh, in the spaces where it happens. And I think we need to expand those spaces. Obviously, it happens in our homes. Mm-hmm. You know, our homes, we can be hospitable. We can invite in a neighbor, a stranger. Uh, we can invite in a friend, become closer in our friendships. Hospitality obviously takes place in our homes. That's just, that's just the place where it resides. But what happens there should happen elsewhere, mm-hmm. outside of the home. What about at work? Yeah. Uh, how do we make people feel in our office? How do we make people feel in the places that we lead, in the place that we work? What about strangers? Mm. Uh, We're surrounded by strangers, people that uh, don't know us, we don't know them. They might even be lonely. Mm. You know, how can we go out of our way to extend hospitality to a stranger? Mm. It could be a gift. It just could be getting to know their name and who they are, a little bit more about them. Mm. It could be inviting them to our place. And then finally, I thought, what about our circles of friendship? Uh, we get together in small groups. We get together uh, over a meal in a restaurant. Uh, we hang out with each other. We may take vacations with each other. But even in that context, uh, the space of friendship, uh, do we show that kind of uh, um, hospitality to mm. listen and to learn and to love, as you you just mentioned? So mm. anyway, so all of us have takeaways. Those are yeah. the takeaways for me. That's That's something I can hang a hat on. Something I can say, I can do better at this. Um, hospitality, uh, we're made for that yeah. as human beings. Yeah, I love that. And I don't feel like this is a particular strong suit of mine. It's an area that I want to get better at Yeah. Um, in everything that we've talked about. And um, I, I mean, I don't know what people would describe me as, but as I look at I think this is an area I can improve on and I yeah. want to. But I think over the last three podcasts, we've given some great hooks to hang yeah. your hat on. That if you look at all three of these areas... Uh, you just might see an improvement in your life and in your relationships. Um, that if you think about becoming more generous, right. uh, being more optimistic in life, and now being more hospitable to those you interact with on a daily basis, wow, would our world not be better if we embodied those three things? It really would. And by the way, we end up leaving the world a better place. Yeah, It's not about our accomplishments. It's not about our resumes, our CVs. It's It's not the ladder we climbed but it's the impact on people that we've had. So, yeah. Well, I've enjoyed this series. We're going to do next month um, a new topic, maybe a new series, but this has been great. All right. This is Think Global, everyone. And uh, we like to say again that the world is our home. Uh, Strangers can become friends and friends become our families. Until next time, all the best to everyone.